0: Today on Locked On Rockies, not so home sweet home. You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Rockies Welcome to the Locked On. For today, the 26th day of September in the year 2022. I'm your host, Rockies fan extraordinaire Paul Holden, and bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team each and every single day. And if your team is the Colorado Rockies, well, guess what? You are in the right place because that's what we do here. We talk about the Colorado Rockies each and every single day. I am your Rockies fan extraordinaire. Been following this team my entire life, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies podcast here for about two seasons now. And today on Locked on Rockies, we're going to talk about the Rockies struggling at home and the fact that they ended the season at home with a thud and really are going to go embark on something that's going to be incredibly difficult. And it might be a stretch to say that, not a stretch to say that the Rockies might only win Two, maybe one more game for the rest of this season as they head out into uh, San Francisco, a place that has been notoriously bad, and and that's where we begin. The Colorado Rockies finished this season with the worst home record they've had since 2016. This, the Rockies finished this season at 41 and 40. Only one game above 500. In 2016, the Rockies finished with 42 wins at home. They were 42 and 39 at home. And if you're curious, when was the last time the Rockies were below 500 at home? That would be 2015, where the Rockies were only 36 and 45. Important to note 68 wins for the Rockies in that season, and the Rockies currently right now are at 65. The Rockies could potentially finish this season with one of the lowest win totals we've seen, and they will could finish below the 67 wins projected by some at the beginning of the season, and the, at, including our friends at Bet Online and the 69 win line that was also set at some point. To say that this final series at home was not an utter disappointment, is a lie. It was exciting that the Rockies called up their number two prospect, Ezekiel Tovar, and it was great to see Tovar go out and hit the ball and, and, and come out and be uh, uh, right away an impact for the Rockies. That's great. But the Rockies can't be this bad at home. The Rockies simply can't be can't sit there and and take away from this season feeling that they can be confident in anything. When two teams, two division rivals roll into your final homestand when you have an opportunity against a team that has struggled historically against you, especially in your home ballpark to yet again knock them out and you let them just knock you around, it's a clear clear-cut issue that the Rockies have run out of steam they've run out of gas and this season is going to come to a painful end this season it might be a relief for some of us when this season is over but it is not absolutely no way shape or form can you have any confidence in the current state of the Colorado Rockies after their final series at their final two series at Coors Field The Rockies were absolutely crushed this weekend. It mostly wasn't close. There were some games that were close, but the Padres came into town and dominated the Rockies, especially starting pitching. The Rockies only score, uh, let us see, 13 runs in that series. That matches the Padres' run total from the final game. The Padres go on to score uh, 25 runs, In that series, the Giants the Giants score 22 runs to the Rockies' 11. These teams come into Coors Field and dominate. That is unacceptable. Everything needs to be up in the air for the Rockies right now. We heard, I guess, from Bud Black yesterday saying that there might be some. This team might be active in free agency. It doesn't matter. The one thing that actually might lead to some change for the Rockies this year as they come up short yet again in a season full of disappointments. There is one word to sum up all of 2022 for the Colorado Rockies. It's disappointing. Chris Bryant's, uh, the turnout of Chris Bryant's first year, disappointing. The performance of the Rockies at home, disappointing the defense of the Colorado Rockies disappointing the offense of the Colorado Rockies disappointing the pitching staff of the Colorado Rockies disappointing there is nothing really to sit here and be super confident about other than the fact that the young rookies are getting playing time at the end of the year the Rockies have so many holes so many issues so much lack of depth and an abysmal bullpen the Rockies' entire pitching staff needs to be completely reevaluated and rehauled. There needs to be a change with the pitching. If there is no coaching change, if there is no activity to either and to bring in new arms, if there is nothing being done to address the Rockies' current pitching situation both in the starting rotation and in the bullpen, this team will be the same as it was this year. It does not matter if Chris Bryant comes back and hits 300 with 30 home runs and 100 RBIs like other people. It does that will not matter if the Rockies can't get through games especially at home without giving up double digit runs and without giving up massive innings. The, the Padres scored seven runs within the first three innings of that of the game yesterday. The Giants. In their game, when the Rockies had a massive lead, score five runs in the ninth and the tenth. The performances from Rockies pitching, are it, it, on top of the fact that this team was disappointing and underwhelming at home, clearly, clearly signal more examples of a team desperately needing change. And there is, will the Rockies see change? Will we dive into change? Will this be an active offseason for the Colorado Rockies? I don't think so. And I'll tell you why in just a moment here. But before we do that, as we head into the fall, make sure that you are using the right tools. You know, sometimes we argue the Rockies don't always use the right tools uh, to evaluate their talent. Well, LinkedIn has the tools to properly analyze talent and get you with the right hire the right hires and to help you post your job and get it in front of the world's most qualified network of hire of, of those looking for jobs. All you gotta do is hop on a LinkedIn jobs, create your free profile and add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. That's gonna spread the word that you're hiring. Their simple tools like screening questions will make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire it's why small businesses rate linkedin jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors linkedin jobs wants to help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free yes that's right for free at linkedin.com locked on mlb that's linkedin.com locked on mlb to post your job for free linkedin.com locked on mlb to post your job for free terms and conditions do apply The only thing that I believe will make a little bit of change happen with the Rockies is the fact that the team had a slight dip in attendance. You can clearly you you saw this year. And, and I don't I don't know how cl- closely people paid attention to it because it was very distracting and especially in some in some situations you kind of saw how much the out of towners came in there. Coors Field felt empty this year. Coursefield had games where the they panned to the crowd, and that doesn't happen. Coors Field doesn't usually look like the way it looked with some of these situations, and it's apparent that the if, if with attendance being down this year, it's a more apparent than ever that the Albert Pujols thing that they did to bring up to drum up attention for some of these other things that they might have done, some of the promotional stuff, clearly a way to drum up attendance in which would have been an otherwise forgettable season for the Rockies. And one of the times that Momford actually would have to sit there and reevaluate, is it working for the Colorado Rockies? Because remember, pretty convinced that Momford cares more for the Rockies as a business than winning baseball. And that's fine. I mean, you know what? It is a business for him, but it comes at the cost of the fans. Fans did say, and now, however, not that many, uh, because let's take a look. uh, Leading attendance MLB. Let's uh, let's see here. Going through here where the Rockies, uh, at least according here, this is a little, a little bit behind here on, on ESPN's side. Um, Nick Groke of The Athletic was reporting about all the numbers for that. So if you want to have a full dive in of the numbers there, you can go check out uh, the, uh, Nick's work there. But uh, when you look at the teams that are in front of the Rockies, all of them are playoff teams in terms of attendance. The Rockies are the only non play the only team in front of two teams in front of the the Rockies are not playoff teams. It's Boston and it's Chicago. The Cubs specifically. Two historic teams. The Rockies can't sit there and say that they don't get the benefit of the doubt when it comes to uh, you know attendance and things of that nature when they are right up there with two historic franchises and playoff teams. The teams ahead of the Rockies, at least according to this right now, the Dodgers, the Cardinals, the Yankees, the Braves, the Padres, the Mets, the Astros, the Red Sox, the Cubs, and I think Toronto's going to go above uh, Colorado here this year. That's who knocks Colorado down. All of those are playoff teams. All of those are teams with arguably smaller markets than Denver that don't have the same capacities that the Rockies do, the same access and the same and the same control over markets and areas of of the country, this is this could finally be a sign for Dick Bomford that If you want to continue to be a league leader in attendance, it's not good enough to just appease to the opposing crowd. You're going to have to bring winning baseball because you're not going to compete with all of these other teams that deal with it. But you want to know what's frustrating? Tampa Bay is sitting at 28th in attendance on this list, and they're in a playoff race. Cleveland just won the division after being counted out with a 7.5% chance. To win their division, they're sitting down there in 25th in attendance, and they built a winning team. Minnesota went out and went out, and did, they're a bottom team, but they were someone that was, that was flirting with a, uh, a you know with, with some possible greatness this year. Philly is 16th in attendance. These these larger markets have less attendance than the Rockies. Seattle, Seattle has less at 15. The Angels, Milwaukee, San Francisco, all of these teams have less attendance than the Rockies, but they are all teams willing to go in and buy in and build up their teams and do what's necessary to put them in a position to win. Whereas Dick Montfort is continuing to put his club in a position to be in the top 10, but not necessarily having to win because they doesn't have to. All these other clubs, in order to drum up attendance, you want to know what Cleveland has to do to get more people to go to their games? They have to win the division in years like this. They have to make it to the playoffs because they need the financial benefits of that because they're Cleveland. They have to deal with that issue of sharing with multiple teams in a small state in a smaller market. Cleveland is not a bigger market than Denver, nor is Toronto. I don't believe it in terms of baseball. These teams above, San Diego is not a bigger market than Denver, nor is Atlanta. I don't. I know these are major cities. I know Atlanta is huge. I know these cities are big, but Denver is one of the biggest cities and fastest growing cities that we've seen in the U.S. in a long time. The resources to make the Colorado Rockies a great baseball team are there, and the valuation and how important and significant and the money that's probably available to the Rockies is still there. We cannot sit here and allow the du- Montforts to just go in here, fly cheap, and hang on to the Chris Bryant injuries because you see it. With the Rockies' attendance going down, interest in this team is going, is, can, will, can continue to go down unless the Rockies change some, something. And since the Rockies falling out of the top 10 is, might be, in attendance might be one of the few things that I believe Dick Montfort truly focuses on, we could see some change due to that. I don't think Dick Momford likes being outside of the top 10 in attendance ever. For a club that has, for as long as they've been there, has been a club that has always done well in terms of numbers, no matter what the production on the field has been. The Rockies have to do something to make the, to make the Rockies more relevant next year. They tried to do it with Chris Bryant. It doesn't, that isn't going to, Chris Bryant isn't going to be enough to bring people back next year, especially with the way it went this first year. If the Rockies don't do anything, how are you going to stay relevant in this landscape? We've talked about this before. We've now seen concrete evidence that the Rock that interest in the Rockies declined this year. And you can point to what happened. You can now point to multiple years in a row that the Rockies have made moves that have let have made the team less and less interesting, leading to less people going to the games. Because why would you go and see some of the rosters the, the Rockies were trotting out against the Dodgers? The Dodgers fans will love it. And as we and Adrian here in our live chat, I'm sure is not alone, I usually go to four to five games. I went to one this year. I'm sure there were a lot of people that went were early on enjoyed some games, but through the second half of the season, the interest isn't there. If I was in Denver, I probably would go to a lot of games just because of, of, of of this, but my interest in the Rockies personally has been so low. And then what do you get? How do we get to finish off the season? A road trip to San Francisco and the Dodgers. The Rockies are going to have a serious... I, I don't know if it's ever going to be serious because the Rockies have always still had good attendance with teams that were worse than this team and and, 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 and without with less star power in some of the names that you have. But the Rockies have, have a lot of work to do. The Rockies' image is bad. The Rockies' outcomes, the Rockies' on-field production has been bad. The Rockies have been trending down. The Rockies' front office moves haven't made sense. The team needs identity. The team needs direction. And this might be the time that, that Dick Bomfort finally looks. At, at least the start. Because I don't think one season outside. Two seasons? Three seasons outside the top ten? Trends in declining attendance? Especially, I, I really am going to be curious what the offseason looks like for season tickets and all of those numbers for the Rockies this year. Because they're truly... Not a lot of things after these last two seasons, especially to make those people all that interested in in uh, in going on. And and Joel brings up a very good uh, Joel de Grace here in the live uh, in the live chat has a great point. And let's let's dive into that here in just a moment. But first this. Joel DeGrace in the live chat says, I'm a diehard fan, but my interest has waned as the season went on. The trade deadline apathy just broke my desire to watch every game. And there's no way that you aren't alone. I think for a large contingent of Rockies fans, even people that checked in the games, checked the scores, will still follow. Completely just, it, it was done. There was no reason for a lot of fans this year to tune in after the All-Star break. The Colorado Rockies said, this team that's struggling, this team that's not that good, this team that were blah, 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 we're sticking with it. Even though it makes no sense to helping the team get better for the future, it doesn't make anything more interesting. And what did fans ask for at the end of this season? They wanted Tovar. They wanted Toglia. They wanted Montero. They wanted Trejo. They wanted Bernard. The Rocky. The fans were asking for the young players to get the reps because that's the only thing that's necessarily exciting. And I don't mean to take away from the fact that CJ Krohn had one of the best seasons of his career, but CJ Krohn's not a flashy, big-name, exciting player, and really, it wasn't all that great. It better than what I've ever done, sure, but but when what you're what you're truly asking for from CJ Crohn and, and and in the big scheme of things, isn't that great? Ryan McMahon strikes out a ton. Brendan Rogers bounces back, but but still the the, 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 the the inconsistencies. I mean, there is just why are you watching the Rockies? When the team isn't giving you a reason and fans did respond to that. There were a lot of fans like Joel and Adrian here that were turned away from going to Coors Field. Something that fans love to do and fans have consistently done throughout the history of the team. And I'm here sitting here acting like the sky is falling for 11th place in attendance. That's a decrease in fan attendance. That is something that might actually make the Rockies pay attention. Because it's certainly not the outcry of disappointed fans from inactivity at, at the trade deadline or to the Nolan Arenado trade or to the lack of, of trading Trevor Story and John Gray. Truly, deep down, I'm pretty sure the only thing that will cause any sort of big shifting change to, go, to happen to the Colorado Rockies, I'm talking seismic structural change that isn't just promotions from within, my buddy's coming up, you've worked for the Rockies long enough, we're gonna give you the benefit of the doubt, you get the job because you've worked for me, is the attendance goes down. As hard as it is to say, the Rockies falling out of the top 10 in attendance is a good thing because it's, it, it's time for the front office to realize that the true Rockies fan is, is tired of the Rockies being a conduit for out-of-state people and out-of-state teams and out-of-state media to come in and dominate. The Rockies fans that want to see this team compete and go out and win and are passionate about baseball and professional men's baseball in this state want more. And their time is more valuable than what the Rockies are putting out on the field. Rockies fans turned away from Coors Field this year. It wasn't a big decline, but it's for the first time since 2016 the Rockies have finished outside of the top 10 in attendance. You turned away your fans. Not the biggest amount, yes it's still 11th. you're 11th, you're in the top half of the league, but there were a big enough group of fans that were so burned by the Rockies and their actions and inactions that you are seeing an impact on attendance. The one thing that a lot of people could say is actually a pretty big deal and as always pointed to. So again, that is something that, that maybe I'm, I might be looking too far into. But we are finally seeing the impacts of what the, of the Rockies' actions on the Rockies fan. You are seeing it on social media. You are seeing it now in attendance numbers. You are seeing it in national perspective. The Rockies have an image problem that needs to be fixed and it needs to be fixed quickly or else we are in for another long period of mediocre Rockies baseball. Who knows if this wave of prospects, this young gun of Rockies is is going to pan out. It it might. Tovar came up and it was very exciting. Tovar hitting hitting a screaming shot right up there on the first pitch makes you excited. And as Adrian says in the live chat, only thing that kept me watching was the young guys. Exactly. It's the only reason that you were watching was the possible future. But for everything to go right to the Rockies to get back to where they were just a few short years ago is a lot. And for the Rockies, in my confidence in the Rockies, getting back to that place is very low. Joel here, DeGray says, not trading Crona Glacius and Bard is just inexcusable to me. I love all three, but by not trading them, it showed the front office wasn't out to build a contender in either the short or long term. Yeah, again, team construction-wise, position-wise, it has made no sense for the Colorado Rockies to be inactive at the trade deadline for two years. This team clearly does not have enough depth in the farm system, even with the improvements that we've seen in the farm system, to, to, to justify it and the Rockies clearly don't have the pitching staff or bullpen to justify their inactions or nothing there as well especially when it comes to some of the young arms or some of these other uh you know minor leaguers or other ways that they have turned to for the Rockies if i'm the Rockies the only the, really the only thing i'm i'm confident in in the bullpen and i'm i feel like carlos estevez has proven that he's has been pretty good i know he got roughed up in this just like everyone else did lately there's only I, Estevez, Bard, and Lamette are the only members of the bullpen I have confidence in, and that includes Austin Gomber. <sighs> we'll see, folks. We'll see what happens, and uh, and unfortunately, we'll try to keep it positive, but man, the MLB uh, scheduling gods did not treat us well with this end of the season. It's an absolute slog to finish what has been an already incredibly uh, slog-like and long-season Rockies Uh, kick off the final uh, stretch of the season tomorrow. Uh, And guess what? We'll be talking about it. All of the games right here on Locked on Rockies. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you, Joel, for jumping into live chat. Remember, if you want to be part of the live chat, you can subscribe to Locked on Rockies on YouTube. And that's how you are going to know uh, how we are going to, uh, or when we're going to go live And uh, you can also stay up to date with the show by following us at Locked on Rockies. Adrian, we're going to do a whole dive in. A a big thing of the offseason is we... The Rockies are a team that's going to benefit from the new schedule next year. And and we are going to – scheduling is very important. And I think something that we actually will talk a decent amount about here in the offseason for the Rockies as uh, we gear up for the final part of the season, but we gear up for the offseason as well. Hey, we'll be talking Rockies all offseason long as well. Hey, and uh, just a big a little thing, a shout-out to all our listeners and to each and every one of you. Uh, the 500th episode of Locked on Rockies is coming out tomorrow. What are we doing for it? I don't know. We're <laughs> we'll probably preview the show, or maybe I might just do favorite Rockies memories. Who knows? Or we'll talk favorite fans, Rockies memories. But folks, follow the show at LO Rockies. Follow me at Paul Holden 33. Your subscribes, your rates, all that stuff is a huge help. Tell your friends. Let us let all your Rockies friends uh, know where to find their daily Colorado Rockies podcast. And uh, yeah, folks, that's gonna do it for today's episode of Locked On Rockies. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Go make Locked On MLB your second listen of the day we'll have a day drink with you joel in celebration of 500 and folks we'll be breaking it all. episode 500 of the locked on rockies podcast tomorrow giants rockies also tomorrow we'll be breaking it all down right here on locked on rockies and this is paul holden saying so long from the locked on rockies podcast